0: Welcome to a podcast about wealth and life. We all know that our finances play a big part in how we live our lives. In this podcast, the advisors from Foster and Motley share insights and information about investment and financial planning topics and how they connect to your life. Sometimes two is better
1: than one. And that's the philosophy at Foster and Motley, where financial planners and investment managers work side-by-side with you, the client. I'm Patrice Sikora with financial planner, Dave Neenaber and investment manager, Ryan English. It's good to see you guys again. I hope the new year is treating you well. Yes, yes. Now, your professions are different, but they're complementary. So Dave, why don't you start off by defining financial planning for us?
2: Sure, Patrice. It's good to be with you again. Financial planning encompasses a lot of different areas of one's financial life. Everything from retirement planning to Insurance, investments, estate planning. The most popular credential uh, for financial planners is the CFP, the Certified Financial Planner. That's a certification that involves a lot of study, uh, a comprehensive exam, requirements for experience, and also continuing education. Um, So, our folks that are financial planners, uh, we really encourage the CFP, and our clients get to benefit from that expertise. I think of the a CFP is kind of like your family doctor; they're kind of your go-to person for all things financial. Uh, whereas Ryan and his team, it's more like a specialist, and Ryan can share a little bit more about the investment managers and what that role looks like.
3: Absolutely, the investment management side of the business, or the more important side, has everything <laughs> has everything to do with uh, the portfolio asset allocation with really the most important part of what goes into the portfolio of the underlying investments, whether those be individual securities, ETFs, mutual funds, individual bonds, and then how much to purchase in each of those investments. So it is a different background than a certified financial planner like Dave. I will say though, that both sides have a very analytical mindset. Um, the investment management side is more focused on evaluating the, the characteristics or the financials of, say, companies like balance sheets and income statements, whereas a financial planner is primarily looking for individual balance sheets and net worth statements and cash flows and, you know, 1040 taxes. Investment management, the main designation for it is the chartered financial analyst designation, you know, which is a rigorous test. It's three different levels typically done. In about three years, it requires a lot of studying and, you know, you learn about investing and in a lot of things that you'll never even use in, in investing. So it's it's something that is very important, though, in, in gaining that sort of experience or background in
2: evaluating different securities. I can tell it's a tough exam because when one of our colleagues passes, the most excited people are the other CFAs <laughs> that have been through that and know what's involved. So it's really cool to see that excitement.
1: Well, CFP is nothing to sneeze at either.
2: No, it's not. And it's, it's complimentary for a lot of us. We're also CPAs. A lot of us have that accounting and tax background and some come from insurance. So there's a lot of kind of career starts that you can get to become a financial planner. And as we move forward, we have some folks coming out of college and we're going to grow them here at Foster and Motley. So it's a really exciting new chapter for us and kind of how our people become financial planners.
1: All right. So we've said the two jobs are really complementary, but how is this different at Foster and Motley? What is it that makes you stand out?
2: Yeah, it's uh, really a lot of it goes back to our founding. Mark Motley is an investment manager. Dave Foster has since retired, but he spent his career as a financial planner. And um, there was just this aha moment 20 plus 25 years ago now of, hey, clients can be better served. If there's two people at the table and to Ryan's point, they are different, different set of skills and they're very complementary. And we just find that it's better for clients and it's better for our people too, to have those two professionals at the table.
3: Yes. I mean, our, Patrice, our focus is on serving clients. Uh, We have a very good client to employee ratio of 20 to one. So that is about double the industry average or better, I guess you'd say half the industry average uh, would be a better way to describe it. And we're focused on developing employees to gain in the understanding and expertise to have those technical skills to serve clients. So we're we're not like some of the other firms who typically hire individuals to say, go out and sell. That's not our model. We're looking to hire individuals and teach them how we do financial planning, how we do investment management, and then to serve our existing clients um, so that they are they refer other clients to our firm. And then we're able to, to bring younger employees up and um, have them manage clients.
2: And And we're really hyper-focused on the number of clients that each of our advisors serves. So it's very common for our advisors to not be taking on new clients and let the next generation start to serve clients. I've seen with a lot of our clients that they have advisors their same age, right? So they have their doctor and they have their estate attorney. And guess what? they retire too. Uh, So it's really common at Foster and Motley to be working with someone that is younger than you. And that continuity that brings, we find that really beneficial to our clients.
1: This gives your clients the opportunity to talk directly to you as well. They don't have to wait for you to come in or be called in by say their advisor. You're right there. Tell me how that's different.
3: Yeah, and that's different, Patrice, where we think, I mean, certainly the most efficient form of communication is for our clients to be able to interact with not only their relationship advisor, but that person is also their specialist. There's nothing sort of lost in the middle. Whereas they are talking directly to the financial planner who has the expertise to answer their question on anything financial planning related, as well as the investment manager as their relationship manager to discuss the portfolio or any underlying aspects of the portfolio.
1: So there's no game of telephone here.
2: Yeah, it it certainly improves the communication and makes sure that nothing gets lost in translation. So if a client had some social criteria that they wanted incorporated into their investments, it's helpful that Ryan or another investment manager is in on that conversation and can really listen and understand what that client's goals are. And then in turn um, customize that portfolio to meet that client's needs. And the advisors and the specialists,
3: I mean, since they're you know, one of the same, they don't have to relearn the client situation, right? Um, these individuals are dedicated to already understanding what's going on with each of the our clients. And, you know, it's not necessarily a process that needs to be repeated because we're always evolving with our clients in terms of
1: what their needs and wants are. Now, this is rather uh, personnel intensive, shall we say, two to one. Does that mean that the fees are higher for the clients?
2: No. Uh, our fees start at 1% when they go down as assets under management start to exceed $2 million. Um, that's a pretty normal uh, industry fee. We're certainly not the low-cost provider. There's folks that do it for a lot lower cost than us, but we think the two-for-one for the fee that you pay is a great value to our clients and really allows us to stand out when we're compared to other firms that may have a similar fee but have one relationship manager working with the client. and our. Our clients benefit from the administrative staff that we have as well. So each of our folks has a client service specialist to take care of all of the details. And as we know, that's where there's a lot of value added. It's one thing to have estate documents updated, but it's another to update all your beneficiaries and your titling. So we have a full team that really uh, takes care of those details for our clients. I mentioned
1: the telephone game before and how messages can get mixed up as they go down the line. But I'm bringing up another phrase here, tag team. You guys are like a tag team too. If somebody gets especially busy, I don't know which season is whose, but you've got someone else who can already step in and say, well, I know the client. I know what we're doing here. Let me help you out. Talk to me about that.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think we experienced that in December. As a financial planner, I'm spending December making sure clients have done their charitable gifting and that they are aware of what their tax situation is going to look like in April and they're doing their family gifts and Ryan is free to do other things. And based on a, a poor market year last year, there were plenty of opportunities to harvest losses and drive down clients' tax bills as a result of that. So Ryan, you could share what you were doing in December while I was doing all of the, the, uh, the tax work and analysis and communication with clients.
3: Yeah, certainly trading portfolios as well as last year. We did have, a, I would say, an increased number of private investment opportunities that require a lot more in-depth due diligence and evaluation. So it helps to have the financial planner be able to interact with uh, clients when those times occur. And they're familiar with with clients as well in terms of their investments. So that can help create time or capacity on the investment team.
1: Now, I respect the fact that you guys are smart, not taking anything away from that. But do you need to bring in other specialists once in a while?
2: Absolutely, two that come top of mind are estate plan attorneys. Almost all of our clients have a relationship with one and a tax advisor too. So there's the financial planner is the one doing the kind of high level tax advice, the tax ideas, but then the tax specialist is the one that actually fills out your return, right? So they're writing down, they're documenting what happened the year prior. So we've added a a tax department to our team as a way to serve our clients in an even more comprehensive way. Ryan Pollack is our tax director and takes on that specialist role. And we're always looking to evolve what other specialists we may have. Uh, Certainly insurance comes to mind as well. So we connect uh, our clients if they already have a relationship. We'll work with the advisor that they like to work with. But if they need someone, we can certainly make a recommendation too.
3: Yeah, Patrice, I would sort of use the um, comparison to the healthcare or the medical profession industry. The way things have evolved there is that uh, you have a number of specialists who focus more on smaller areas or niche areas that they have a greater expertise on. So that's a similar way that the financial planning, the investment management industry has gone or wealth management where, you know, things are Certainly complex, they're complicated. Each client has a unique situation and it really is a lot to know in terms of what to do in terms of recommending the best advice for clients.
1: Are most of these folks from outside or do they come from Foster and Motley?
2: It's a mix. So estate planning attorneys, insurance agents, those are outside of Foster and Motley. As I mentioned, the tax department, we brought that in-house, but a lot of our clients choose to work with a tax advisor that they've had for a long time.
1: All right. What are some of the other ways that this dual approach benefits your clients?
3: Well, it's certainly a higher touch model. Um, You know, we have, you got more people in the team, you have more interactions with clients, which we think ultimately leads to a better client experience and gaining a better understanding of what clients want or what their needs are. So having two specialists really creates the opportunity to give more concrete advice. I mean, it's really a brainstorming session when we're in client meetings where there's different ideas that uh, that come about through discussions. And that helps to have a planner and investment manager to be able to work together to generate those ideas.
2: Yeah, along the lines of the concrete advice, you know, the investment manager can share with the client, hey, we need to realize some more capital gains this year. And the planner is there to really Put that into actionable terms, like specifically, here's what it's going to cost in terms of tax. And then knowing all of the kind of trickle down effects, too, with, oh, it's going to impact your Medicare part D D premium. And you're going to have these other kind of issues that the financial planner can help you sort through.
3: Yeah, one of the things that works together with financial planning investment management really well is the asset allocation. You know, what is the mix of stocks and bonds? Because that is a big factor in running, say, a financial independence analysis and projecting a return for decades until a client's ultimate life expectancy and whether their portfolio, whether their money works for them. So the distributions off the portfolio, working together with that aspect is something that is very good.
2: Yeah. One of the things I find most helpful is just two perspectives in the room are better than one. I think of a client that I was working with, Tom Guidi, an investment manager on our team. And the client wanted to sell their cottage that they now owned with cousins. And you can figure how messy that could be. <laughs> and they wanted to sell it, but they also wanted to spend time there. And Tom came up with this brilliant concept to sell it for a price, but also get some time there in the future as part of the negotiation. And I think I could just see his investment experience and how different deals are structured come out and really help the client. And she was thrilled with the ultimate outcome.
1: It's interesting you should mention, Tom, we have Ryan here, you're here. That's three different people. It's not as if you are a team A, team B, team C, you mix the teams or are there teams? Is it just, oh, we can do best together on this one?
3: That's a good question. Yeah, I mean, There's always teams per se, but none of the, you know, the teams aren't necessarily the same. So we look at ourselves as a firm. We look at our clients as clients of Foster and Motley, and they could work with any of the investment managers and financial planners. I mean, we all get together in terms of peer reviews, continuing education, and what we're doing on the financial planning side and the investment management side is consistent across all clients.
2: Yeah, the the first filter we really run through on who a client or prospect is going to work with is capacity. You know, we mentioned earlier that we're laser focused on capacity and making sure our advisors work with significantly fewer clients in the industry norm. And then from there, you can customize to personality fit. There's a lot of different options and flexibility that we get and seeing how different advisors work is really helpful. We can take the best practices that we're seeing and share it with the team uh, so that all of our clients can benefit from best practices.
1: When you start working with a client, do you stay with that client?
2: That's our goal. Um, Yeah. So long-term relationships, that's the goal that we're after. And for our clients, they share that goal as well. So, And one of the things
3: with the dual advisor model that we have that's a big benefit is the tenure, the consistency that the client will have in working with someone. We have very little advisor turnover, but in sort of an unexpected event where you know, an advisor retires, or unfortunately, we had a situation where one passed away. There was another advisor on the relationship that was familiar with that client that was able to, you know, continue
2: with serving that client in a consistent manner. Yeah. And it's really amazing. Looking back on that, it seemed very daunting. Uh, you're mourning the loss of a colleague and then you're also taking care of clients at the same time. But that whole experience of, introducing a new financial planner to the relationship and kind of picking up where our colleague left off worked so much better than I ever would have guessed it that it would. So that really affirmed to me the importance of having two advisors working with each client.
1: How do you integrate younger advisors in?
2: You know, our goal is when people are ready that we're putting them in front of clients. We tend to do it quicker than a lot of firms. Once uh, we believe our colleague meets our standards and will serve clients. One of the models out there is uh, let the old person present to the client and build the relationship. And the young person's kind of back there doing all the work. We think it's best for our (laughs) clients to work directly with the one doing the work. I'll never forget when I, prior to Foster and Motley, someone came into a meeting and said, Oh, you're too young to be giving advice. And I came back and said, hey, if you think the same thing at the end of this meeting, then we have a problem. But if you get the advice you're looking for, then it's a win-win. And I've just taken that mantra uh, kind through of through my career. And it's nice mesh here with Foster and Motley that when people are ready, we get them out from behind the desk and get them in front of clients. And I think it's a win-win for both sides. Speaking about the
1: younger advisors. When you bring them in, do you bring them in just to learn first, or do you bring them in, put them in front of the advise the client, and say, "Hey, have fun, let's go at it."
2: Yeah, it's certainly a measured approach. It starts with attending meetings, and I think clients enjoy it. You know, it's one thing to see Sarah's name on an email; it's another to say, "Hey, Sarah's been helping out with your situation, and she's going to join our meeting today." I've never had a client say they didn't want that. Uh, I think they value meeting the people that are working on their situation. And then gradually, each advisor will start to take parts of a meeting and eventually run with their own meetings while being shadowed by a more senior advisor. And I get the biggest kick when some of our senior advisors will come and say, wow, this new advisor did so great. They're ready for more clients. And just getting that feedback and seeing that growth is a really rewarding part of the job here at Foster & Motley. Ryan, any thoughts?
3: I think that clients are very interested in our employees as well as our new employees. I mean, when we bring employees in uh, to client meetings that clients have never met, they're certainly interested in hearing their stories and in talking with them. You know, some of the, the email blasts that we have are wealth and life each month. I mean, when we have a spotlight for a new employee, that is one of the most frequented uh things that it's clicked on by clients. So they're definitely interested in the firm and the people that we're working here and we'll work with them
1: ultimately. Well, gentlemen, this has been extremely interesting. I would love to see the two of you in a room working together, working the crowd, so to speak. That's another episode, I think.
2: (laughs) Are there any final thoughts? We haven't touched on that. You'd like to make sure we move. Just thinking about the dual advisor role had me reflect on earlier in my career at a different firm when it was just that relationship specialist. And I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore. I think we're better as a team. And the two for one, I'm really proud to be part of an organization that values that and gives that experience to our clients.
1: Gentlemen, how can listeners reach you?
2: The best way for
3: listeners to reach us is to visit our website at with the and spelled out. We've got a lot of content and information on there to um, for them to engage with.
1: Fantastic. And listeners, follow this podcast, this Foster and Motley podcast about life and wealth and share
0: with others. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for listening to Foster and Motley, a podcast about wealth and life. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information discussed and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Foster and Motley. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Keep in mind that rules and regulations are subject to change. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions regarding your financial planning and investments. Foster & Motley is not affiliated with any third-party providers. Any mention of a third-party provider does not imply an endorsement of that provider. If you decide to utilize a third-party provider, you do so at your own risk.